0: During the release of this podcast, our media production coordinators on leave for a mission trip in Africa. In order to allow time away, we'll be re-releasing episode number 10, which is titled, What is a Safe Person? But make sure to come back in two weeks for our newest episode in the series. So in case you missed part one in this series, here it is. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to our podcast. We're excited to have you along for this journey. My name is Anne Madison and I'm the Executive Director of Peace Restored. I will be your host as we discuss mental health and faith in our podcast, Seeking Healing, Finding Hope, is a, which is a production of Peace Restored, a 501c3 nonprofit located in Indiana and serving women everywhere. We're so glad to have you listening in again this week. This week, I have joining me as Taylor Carnes, who is our client liaison. I'm excited to have Taylor join me as we discuss the topic of unsafe people. Last time on our podcast, we completed our four-part series on boundaries. If you did not get a chance to listen, please go back and catch the boundary series. We will list the link in our show notes. Um, I'm glad that you all are joining us as we will be discuss- discussing what is a safe person. This can be a really hard definition to define, especially if you have been in unhealthy relationships, which most of us have had at least one, or we might know others who have been in unhealthy relationships. So you might want to grab something to take a few notes as we dig into today's topic. Welcome, Taylor. I'm so glad to have you joining me again in the podcast studio today.
1: Thanks, Anne. I'm really glad to be back in the studio today.
0: That's good. Uh, this is gonna be a fun topic, I think. um, I think when we think of the word unsafe or safe people, we might not think fun topic. um but I think at least another way to think of that it's gonna be a very interesting and I think um valuable topic for our listeners today.
1: yeah, I agree. I think, as I've been studying this topic, it's kind of reminded me of who is a safe person in my life and who. Mm. has been an unsafe person in my life and I think it'll do that for our listeners today too.
0: Yeah, and that might be something good for our listeners to do as we're kind of going through this just as you think of these different categories maybe identify or think through people in their own life. Um, because sometimes I don't know about others, but for me it's easy it's easier for me to process through something when I can make it practical. I can make it relatable to my own life. And so that might be helpful as we're kind of starting today. You might even pause the podcast real quick and say, I'm going to make a list of a couple of people. It doesn't have to be long, maybe two or three. And just say, I identify this person. I think that they are a safe person. I think of this person as unsafe. And then as you're learning about what it means to be safe and unsafe, that list might shift.
1: Yeah, that's that's something that um, I noticed when I was – Going through that is I, when I was identifying who's safe and unsafe, mm-hmm. I realized some things that I thought were safe were not or people I thought were safe were not safe. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they can't become safe people, right. but in my life, they weren't safe people right. to me. Yeah,
0: because sometimes we get confused of what the word safety means. And so it can be a little difficult to know how to define it if we don't know what that word actually means. We might we might go, well, I know what the word safe means. Um, if we think of the word safe, just in a general context, what are some words that kind of come up as you're thinking about the word safe?
1: Well, for me, when I first think of the word safe, I tend to think, of um, places that are safe. Okay, yeah. And so I start thinking of like hospitals and mm-hmm. the police station and things like that where yeah. that's, that's a safe place to be. That's what comes yeah. up for me.
0: Yeah, so when you talk about those places, I also think of security. Mm-hmm. You know, I would feel secure there. So a lot of times we might equate those two words, safety and security together. So before we get too far into the weeds, let's kind of jump into our topic for today, which is what is a safe person, right? So defining a safe person. So when we think of when we think of someone who is safe, um, what are some things that we might think about, or what might be some thoughts that come up when we think of that? Who someone who is safe? Sorry, I said that incorrectly. So hopefully, our listeners caught that.
1: So some things that might come up is someone who accepts us, someone who loves us no matter what, Mm. someone who we can be ourselves around, someone who helps us grow. Those are all um, things that I think of.
0: Yeah. So accepting. Let's talk a little bit about accepting. Um, When we think about acceptance, uh, sometimes, again, just like safety can be confusing, the word acceptance can be confusing too. Um, So sometimes we think of safety as or I'm, not, I'm sorry, acceptance as no matter what you do or what you say, I will, ex- that is, I agree with you.
1: Mm-hmm. And acceptance is not agreement. Yeah. I think uh, a silly example of acceptance is not agreement is uh, it's, I think everybody has heard this, but typically with married couples, one person with the gas gauge will let it get all the way down to E. Mm-hmm. And um, the other person will, when it's half a tank or three quarters, I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. That's, yeah, you're. <laughs> but they will they have to fill the car up. Mm-hmm. And so they accept the person as they are, but they disagree that yeah. those one's good for the car, one's bad for the car, they yeah. disagree on that.
0: Yeah, I'm an empty tank person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am not.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, nor is my husband. Um, so we, in our early years, it was could cause friction, but we've learned to accept that's just who he is, that's who I am. It's not that I don't value gas in my gas tank, <laughs> it's just it's a low priority on my things to do. And so I do it when it's very necessary. <laughs> and so it's that idea of accepting. I think that was a really good example of we don't have to, We can accept the other person, but we don't have to agree with their mode. Because if you had my husband in here today, he'd be like, no, that is unacceptable. A quarter of a tank is the lowest it should ever go. And he's very good um, at making sure the tanks stay at that level, and he takes care of that, and he's just so good at that. But I'm not. And so that's where that acceptance comes in of this is where he is and this is where I'm at and I accept you for who you are. We just may not agree about the mode of how to get there. (laughs) That's really good. And so um, that helps us kind of think about that safety. When we can be in relationship with somebody who can accept us, even though they don't agree with everything that we do, that that causes that safe relationship. Um, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, man, this is this, and you've listened to the other ones and thought the, we've done the last um, series with the boundaries, you might be thinking there's a strong correlation between safety and boundaries.
1: Yes. That came up a <clears throat> lot for me as I was studying safe mm-hmm. people and having healthy boundaries. It's, it goes hand in hand.
0: It does. So the more that we are in that healthy relationship, we're going to have with safe, a safe person, those boundaries are going to be more natural, I think, or they're going to seem more natural. doesn't mean you don't have to work at it, but they're going to seem more natural in that relationship. So the next thing you mentioned was um, when we think of a safe person, we think of someone who loves us no matter what. And um, I think when we think about love – in a relationship. And a lot of times we think about relationships, we think of that marital relationship. but This could also be a friend relationship, um, a parent-child relationship, adult-parent-child relationship. So there could be so many different dynamics to this. So um, even if we do give it examples of marriage, think about all those other types of relationships you might have too. Uh, and so when we think of love in a relationship, I think it kind of, I think I can correlate that really quickly to the word acceptance. Sometimes it's that they're just going to accept me or agree with me, and if they don't, then they don't love me. And so we can get all of that really kind of tangled up and confused. Um, And so when we think about love, loving no matter what, can you give some good examples of what that might be like or um, what that might entail?
1: So I think – A really good example is a healthy parent-child relationship
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that most people, if you have a a healthy relationship with your parents, you know that there's nothing you can do that is going to make your parents love you any less. Mm. And so sometimes that gets twisted in our relationships where we think if someone is angry or upset with us, if we haven't had healthy relationships in the past, that they don't love us anymore. Mm -hmm. And... I think the way that people show that they still love us, even if they're angry or upset with us, is kind of the way they handle being angry Mm. and upset. It's, I'm very upset, what you did was wrong and not okay, but I still love you, I care about you. Mm -hmm. And it's just having that open communication with whoever is the person in that relationship.
0: Absolutely, so it's that, I, I love that picture of, it doesn't matter, even if I'm angry with you, I'm still going to be in relationship with you. Anger or disappointment or disillusionment, any of those things doesn't mean I'm going to abandon that relationship. I'm going or I'm going to do something else. So it means I'm going to stay present with you regardless of what happens. Does't mean I agree, going back to the, you know acceptance doesn't mean I agree with your behavior. It just means that i'm going to stay present with you because i value you and so therefore here i am yeah and so that can um it's a really um, those are some really important distinctions having that acceptance acceptance doesn't mean agreement i'll just review that because i think it's good for us to hear things more than once and then um, just because we're angry or upset or whatever, it doesn't mean we're gonna leave. We're not going to abandon the person or the person's not going to abandon us. They're gonna stay present. And by staying present, uh, it doesn't it also doesn't mean that you're gonna maybe always stay physically present with them. It just means you're staying present in the relationship because sometimes we do need physical separation from somebody when we're angry. Yeah, because we need that space just to process or heal.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know I don't want to use marriage examples all the time, yeah, but, but but that's the, the one that came to my mind mm-hmm. is when you have an argument with your spouse and you need space for a minute, like mm-hmm. to go for a walk or just to go in the other room. Um, that doesn't mean you leave for hours on end. Right. That I think would be unhealthy. Yeah. Um. But you always come back mm-hmm. and cal- once you're calmer and can have a more productive conversation. Right.
0: Not a he said, she said, or look at what you did to me. It's more of having that conversation. How can we work through this? But we can't do that if we're in that place of anger. So that's sometimes what we need to take that break, like you said. So it's really good. And the next one you talked about with um, when we think of, say, people as someone, we can be ourselves around. We can be our genuine self. So I think of re- I kind of think of relationships, or and it can and this might even come up. Um, maybe from not just the relationships we talked about, but it could be like those professional relationships too. because sometimes, and sometimes it dictates that we can't necessarily have to have different levels of decorum. Um, and so that's appropriate. But thinking about those relationships of people that we're with, if you can't be yourself, of who you really are, if you have to always be guarded, if you have to always um, be thinking about how you're behave- behaving, or another thing that you might think of is if you always feel like you're walking on eggshells, um, you might not be able to be yourself.
1: When we're talking about this, talking about someone we can be ourselves around, the mm-hmm. word that comes to mind for me is um, free. Like you're mm. free to be yourself. You um, that you know that person loves you no matter what. So it goes back to the mm-hmm. acceptance and loves it, yeah. loving you no matter what. But. Um, I just, I think that's really important in mm-hmm. relationships to have people you can be yourself around. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it is. It's so important. Well, and like you, I, I love the, that you use the word free because a lot of times if we can't be ourself and be actually kind of let all those walls down, it can feel a little stifling and overwhelming to you as an individual because you're constantly trying to manage your own self so you can be who you think you have to be for somebody else and that can add a lot of internal stress,
1: yeah, like you said you you would be walking on eggshells around yeah. everyone
0: mm-hmm. but as we're kind of working through that idea of being able to be ourselves around other people, it is um, it is so valuable because that can also stem from our past relationships or what we've had in past experiences. So maybe we didn't have a good example of having a safe relationship growing up or or maybe in our past relationships they haven't been safe and so thinking about being myself around somebody else might feel scary,
1: yeah it, you think what are they gonna think if they know mm-hmm. whatever it is that you have a hard time showing people yeah. I don't I don't yeah. know like just different quirks you might yeah. have um but you think what are they gonna think of me what are they gonna say mm-hmm. about me or You might think they're going to talk about you behind your back because of whatever that is. Mm -hmm.
0: Or maybe because that did happen in the past. Maybe whenever you showed that part of yourself, you were mocked or you were ridiculed or um, maybe something worse happened because you were just being yourself. Not that you were doing something wrong or inappropriate, but you're just being yourself. Um, I can think of examples in my own mind as we're talking of like when I was a younger person and there were some things I did that were quirky, but I remember getting ridiculed for it. And I remember those behaviors I would hold in so hard because at the time I might have laughed on the outside because I just, because everybody else was laughing and I wanted to be, I didn't want to feel kind of out there, you know, and in the spotlight So I already felt like I was in the spotlight because everybody was making fun of me. But um, when I was alone, I thought, man, i got to figure out how not to do that. i got to figure out how to edit myself so that doesn't happen again. And I, those, those, those thoughts and those behaviors carry on into our adulthood when we don't learn, one, that we're doing that, and then two, how to change that. So that can be um, something for us to all to kind of think about. Am I being my true self? Am I being who I really am? Around the people that I'm in a relationship with, that's going to help us identify if they're safe or not safe. Or, I think the other part of that, is, or is there something within myself I need to work on? And then the next part that you, the next one that you mentioned is someone that helps us grow. What are some ways that people might help us grow? What are some things you're talking about?
1: So, one way that people can definitely help us grow that I don't think a lot of people think of usually is asking people to help us understand things. Cause asking for help is so hard mm-hmm. and especially to admit, I don't understand what this is and it just helps it's learning. And mm-hmm. so it's helping you learn and learning is growing. So, mm-hmm. um, and then I think another one is they push you towards your goals, mm. not, not uh, in an aggressive way, right. but um, they push you towards your goals and they...
0: Or encourage.
1: Yeah, encourage encourage you. And they, um, they just... Because there's... Well, I think of people in my own life who I've mentioned, different goals I have too, mm-hmm. and they've brought up things like, have you thought about this? Have you thought about... Mm-hmm. Like they've shared with me just different ideas and ways mm-hmm. to get to that goal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's really helpful when we're trying to process through like you said not using not you don't want we don't want people to come at us and be like yelling at us and telling us we should or shouldn't be doing something but as someone can come alongside us encourage us or maybe challenge us a little bit have you thought like you said have you thought of or have you considered or have you looked at this and so that can really push us towards that next step um, those are really important as we're kind of thinking through. Um, is this person safe? And I'm going to keep bringing it back to that because I want people to really be thinking about the practical application of the people in their lives of when I'm thinking of these different traits, does this define the people around me?
1: Yeah. I really like that you use the word challenge mm-hmm. when defining someone that's safe because mm-hmm. – I think that is seen as such a negative, mm-hmm. and it's not. You need people in your life who are going to challenge you because yeah. that is going to help you grow and move forward. Yeah,
0: yeah. Challenges can be positive. Um, I I say a lot of times in counseling dynamics is that most words have a positive and a negative correlation to it. It's all how we how it's being used. Uh, I think another example of the word challenge to to go along with what you said with challenges. A lot of times when we hear the word consequence we think negative, we always think punishment, but there's positive consequences in the world too. And so when we think of words, we want to think about them from both perspectives, not just one. So yeah, yeah, thank you. So that kind of brings us to our next point is what does having safe people in our lives do for us? Or another way to think about that is what kind of impact might they have on us or for us? And so you know, so hopefully, um, as you're thinking through your list and you you know you pause the video at the beginning now you ha- or the podcast at the beginning and you have um, that list of people. I want you to kind of look through them and think about um, do these people um, have help me to have this type of impact or draw me towards um, or challenge me like we just said to have um, have these conclusions or impacts in my life. So what are some of the things that a safe person might do for us, Taylor?
1: So the first one is a safe person should bring us closer to God. Mm -hmm. And there's a number of ways that someone can do that. I think um, the easiest example of someone bringing us closer to God is um, them praying for us Mm. or with us at different times or just encouraging us to Mm -hmm. pray I, th- I think, I mean, I can think of examples in my own life where people mm-hmm. who were safe challenged me yeah. <laughs> to um, start praying for others, to start mm-hmm. thinking of ways to be more thankful. And that brings you closer to God. And that's yeah. something a safe person does.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we would want people who are around us, draw us something, draw us to something, which in this case, we're talking about God that is healthy or beneficial for us right and so if that person's safe they're going to push us towards or challenge us or or encourage us pray for us whatever that may look like to be in that right relationship with the lord and that's that is a good sign of a safe person um so the next one um that we want to talk about is um has to do with um, relationships in a different way so what what might um, we might think about when we're um, thinking of some other things that people might do to have positive impact from a safe, from a safe um, person dynamic?
1: The, a safe person brings us closer to others. They mm-hmm. help us create healthy relationships mm-hmm. around us. Um, I think <clears throat> a lot of times when you think of unsafe people, or at least for me, I think of isolation and mm. how those people who are unsafe tend to isolate others. Yeah. A person who is safe will um, actually help you mm. build relationships and um, they'll, they'll bring you into yeah. friendships they have already and just help you build those healthy relationships.
0: Oh, that is such a good distinction because it's something we, we work with a lot at Peace Restored is that power and control dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you are in an, in an unsafe relationship, or you're around unsafe people, they're often going to insert power over you. How can I create a dynamic is kind of the question they may be asking, not directly, but indirectly, is how do I I create an environment that you're going to do what I want you to do?
1: Yeah, exactly. I think we can bring the bringing us closer to others back to – being being ourselves around mm-hmm. them because mm-hmm. they're they're giving us that freedom with other relationships to be ourselves. Yeah, and those and that's really important.
0: It is. It's important because we're made for relationship. Mm-hmm. And when we aren't um, around people who are safe, who encourage us to be in relationship with others, like you mentioned, it causes isolation, separation, um, which then can cause a, a litany of other. Struggles such as depression, anxiety, all these things start coming up. But because we're designed to be in a relationship, when we're around safe people who encourage us to be around other safe people, it builds a community for us, and it helps us to be stronger individuals. So there's such value and power in that.
1: There there really is. And I think just the last few years – um, in the world, have mm-hmm. taught us that how important having yes. relationships with other people is, um, and that's actually there's an example in the Safe People book of mm-hmm. a person who is um, they're experiencing depression mm-hmm. and they continue to isolate themselves yep. and it's making that worse. Yeah, and then they get into relationships with others and yep. it starts to it doesn't fix their depression, mm-hmm. but it does it does help.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because that's pretty pretty normative when we're thinking of um, someone who is in a deeper depressive state or even a high anxiety state to where they they continue to pull away and isolate and it feeds into that depression. Um, and that's why a lot of times when we encourage our clients or encourage those we work with to say, when they say, man, they talk about being isolated, and we're like, what can you do to be around other people? How can we get you engaged? there's usually a resistance to that, but the more they can engage in that, the more you can go out and be around um, healthy people and those safe relationships, the more it can help draw you out of that depression. We're not saying it's the end-all be-all cure to depression. What we're saying is that is a key component, um, so yeah. And thank you for mentioning the book, Safe People. I forgot to mention that at the beginning um, because uh, this is where we're getting a lot of this material from, is from another Dr. Cloud and Townsend book, Safe People. And so we'll make sure to link that in our show notes for people who want to be able to get a copy of this book for on their own um, to do some more um, a deeper dive into the material. We'll also have at the end of uh, the podcast um, – at the end of this in our show notes, you'll be able to find some other links and resources as well that link back to the material, the Safe People book. But, um, so just keep that in mind as you're kind of digging into that. So um, go, going back to some things that might, some other impacts of what might happen in that safe relationship, we think about um, a safe person is going to bring me closer to the person that I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on that?
1: I think that one can honestly just go back to pushing us towards our goals Mm -hmm. because typically our goals are who um, the goals we set for ourselves are pushing us towards who we were Mm -hmm. created to be. And when we have our relationships with other people, when we just describe someone pushing us towards our goals, that's them helping us become who we were meant to be.
0: Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, so we want someone who's going to be in relationship with us that's going to draw us towards who we're supposed to be. If you're in a relationship with somebody who um, keeps telling you that you're not worthy, that you aren't, um, that you don't have value, that you shouldn't try anything, that your only value is to stay put and be quiet, um, those are some things that you really need to wrestle with um, because that is, that is the opposite of what we're talking about here. Um, and if that is you and you are listening to this podcast, you're like, man, I am here in so many things. that the opposite of the people I'm in relationship with. with. Reach out. if Even if it's not to us at Peace Restored, find a counselor, someone you can trust, a safe person, right? Because your counselor should be a safe person. If your counselor isn't a safe person, then, man, jump ship and find somebody else, um, but uh, find that safe person that you can relate to, that can hear you, that can be an encourager to you, that can help you to be the person you've been meant to be. Um, and that's one of our, that's part of our, um, what we say here at Peace Restored is that's part of our purpose is to help women find who they, who their God designed purpose is because we believe each individual woman has a God designed purpose and we wanna help them towards that. So if that's your story and you're sitting in that space and, man, and you say, I don't have anybody around me that's drawing me to that, reach out, um, contact us. You can go to our website, peacerestore.net and learn more about us um, there. Um, but then that takes us to, as we're kind of pivoting through this topic of safe people or what are safe people, um, there's some categories that we want to put safe people in. Can you quickly kind of list those three categories, then we'll go into talking about them a little bit more in depth?
1: So the first one is connection. Okay. And then the next one would be grace, and the third one would be truth.
0: Okay. Excuse me. So when we think of connection, we've talked a little bit about that. Um, Another word – that we might that some people might think of is kind of that dwelling or being present with is another word I think of when um, the ability to be present with somebody. Um, so when you think of connection, um, what's some things that come along with that? Because some people might think of connect because connection can, again I think is one of those words that can have that both negative and positive connect context to it. So somebody could say, "Man, this person's connected to me." Um, because they never leave me, they're always with me, no matter where I go. Um, they're always um, know what I'm doing. They're always checking to see how much I spend because they care for me. It, that might feel to some as something that's caring because they're connected.
1: So uh, connection means more being emotionally and fully mm. present with mm-hmm. someone. So, the easiest example I think of this is when you're talking to someone Mm -hmm. and they're on their phone Mm. and they are saying they're listening to you, but they're they're not they they could be listening right because we can most of us can multitask, but they're not (laughs) fully present with you. Yeah, and that's that connection piece. That's that's where it's different from. What you were talking about with checking in, I, I wouldn't personally see that as connection. Right,
0: no. But some, again, if we've come from an unhealthy dynamic, right, we might go, well, this person's trying to connect with me. Mm-hmm. They're trying to be with me. But in essence, what they're doing is they're trying to control. They're not trying to connect. And those are strong differentiations, right, from what you're saying is that connection is I'm emotionally present. I'm an emotionally available I'm going to, when you talk to me, I'm going to look you in the eyes if you're here in the room with me. I'm going to listen in. I'm not going to be sitting here going, oh, Taylor's saying this. And so I need to know how I'm going to, what I'm going to say next. No, I'm just listening. I'm present with you. And that's really powerful as we're building out that relationship with somebody. Because when we can be in that space where they're, where they're, where you're able to connect with somebody from an emotional standpoint like that. What does that do for that dynamic? Do you think
1: it just, it creates a trust Mm -hmm. and care and you're able to have like a real healthy relationship with people. And I, I cannot stress enough how important healthy relationships Mm -hmm. are and how, how much better life is when you have healthy relationships.
0: Absolutely.
1: And, it's it's hard to yeah. know if you've never had a healthy mm-hmm. relationship, what that looks like, because yeah. a lot of times people who haven't experienced connection, they will have those unhealthy dynamics mm-hmm. and they will think that that's love and care and they're more comfortable in it. Yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. So it might as we're talking through these things it might feel you might be feeling some friction internally and that's normal. Um, but just kind of sit in that space with us, if you will, and kind of hang in to the end where, you know, like I said, we're going to continue to give you more resources, but we really want you to think about these things deeper and cause we want you to be able to apply them, not just learn new information. And so hopefully you can hang in with us as we're talking through some of these hard things. And please, if you're hearing this, don't feel that this is a judgment on you. If you are in a place of unsafe relationships, that's not what we're here for. We're here just to help equip you um, as an individual to learn and to uh, grow and to develop to be better. Because um, once we know differently, then that's when we can do differently. We can't do differently if we don't know. Yeah. And that's what this podcast is about. right? So the next one you talked about was grace. Um, when we think about grace and unsafe people, how do those two words go together?
1: Well, grace is, you don't know what grace is. Grace would be unmerited or unearned favor Mm -hmm. with a person. Mm -hmm. So it's better than what you deserve. Um, So for me, I think of if someone lies to me, and whether it was intentional or not, and they come back to me and they say, I'm really sorry, I lied to you about this, and and it's, if I were a safe person, yeah. um, I would say I forgive you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all good, and just let it go. Yeah. Whereas if I'm unsafe, depending on what it is, because yeah, sometimes you course. may need to have a conversation. Yep. But um, an unsafe person would just become angry and upset. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. if you're a safe person you can't be angry or upset. Right. But it's just it's different. There's no forgiveness. There's no. Mm.
0: Um,
1: there's no grace. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so when you're in that dynamic of being able to show grace in that relationship, be able to be, I think it it makes me go back to the beginning of the podcast where we talked about acceptance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that I don't have to agree with you, but I accept you. And so along with acceptance often comes grace, right? Because if we go back to that gas tank example, right, If the person's driving and we weren't giving them grace, to be able to do differently. Like for example, my husband gives me a lot of grace to let my car go to empty. Um, And even though it frustrates him, he doesn't react in an angry fashion, right? He doesn't come yelling at me and belittling me. He's just like, okay, I'm gonna give her grace. I'm gonna allow her to be who she is and allow her to kind of, you know, and I'm still gonna care for her. Because that's important to him, he'll often go and fill my gas tank up for me and get it to where, you know, he, where um, he feels that it's safe. And so, by giving each other that that grace and that space, it allows um, us to be cared for well. Because he can step in that space and care for me well. Because I think if we think of the opposite of that, if he was instead that unsafe person, and every time my gas tank got below the quarter of a tank, he came and yelled at me, and belittled me, and told me terrible things. that just feels heavy. (laughs) You know, that would not be a good place to be at, right? It would not draw us together. Um, And so that's, I think that's kind of what you're talking about with that grace as an, you know, since we were talking about that gas in the beginning, I thought that was a good tie-in.
1: I really like when you were talking about that, how you uh, mentioned that it's Letting you be who you are. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's exactly how you said it, yeah, but that's fine. It goes back to the being yourself. Yeah. And even though it's something he disagrees with, it's mm-hmm. being yourself. And then I think that also ties into grace where he fills it up for you. There's, yeah. um, yeah, because
0: I mean, he doesn't have to do that, right?
1: Yeah. And so that shows unconditional love for mm-hmm. you, I think. Um, and yeah.
0: that unmerited favor that you're talking about because he doesn't have to do that. Yeah. It's that. I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think another way um, that well, we can talk about grace is saying that um, the person is for us. They want us to succeed, mm-hmm. which, um, yeah, they want us to succeed. And um, I think that can go back to boundaries too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because when someone was to, to succeed – um, there's a healthy boundary there, right? They're like, "How can I help you get to where you are?" So you know, because um, that person is for us. Mm-hmm. They're um, trying to help us move in the direction that we need to go. And you mentioned, you also mentioned how that all ties into unconditional love. It's it doesn't mean that we're going to love perfectly, right? I think there's a differentiation between loving perfectly and unconditional. And Because we can love someone well and love them in spite of their flaws. Because when you're in a relationship of any type, whether it's a married, married relationship um, or uh, a parent-child relationship, like we mentioned, or just even a friend relationship, 100% of the time in a relationship, that person will fail you. It doesn't mean every time they're going to fail you, but I mean 100% of relationships is another way to put that. And the other person in that relationship will fail you. There is no way around it. It may be little things, and it may be gigantic things, but that person will fail you. So that's why you need—we need to have that unconditional or um, sacrificial love for each other, where we can say, even though you made a really big mistake here, and I'm upset with you, I'm going to give you grace. Now, again, this is with the caveat that this is in a safe relationship. Um, we we don't want all we don't want to give grace if it's an unsafe relationship. We have to get safety before we can practice these things. Um, and so when you're in that space, we can pull away and we can um, give love to the other person regardless. So the last point is on truth. Um so we talked about, a little bit about um, some of these things already. But when we think about truth in a safe relationship, what are some of the things that come up when we talk about truth?
1: Being honest with each other and not Mm -hmm. being afraid of confrontation. Another way to put that is not being afraid to challenge Mm -hmm. the other person. We need people to challenge us. Yeah, That helps us grow. It just, it all ties together.
0: Yeah. yeah, in a healthy, challenging way, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, and so if someone, and again, the things we're talking about is under the context of a safe relationship. So if you're in a safe relationship, with someone can confront you, say, or challenge you, because um, sometimes we hear the word confrontation. Again, that's one of those words everybody goes, whoo, I don't like confrontation. Well, I don't think anybody, well, there are some people, but most of us, when we hear the word confrontation, we're like, oh, I can't do that it feels wrong but confrontation again can be positive because if we don't confront we don't have that friction between the two people um some that's where um not so between the two people but between the dynamic there that's where that growth comes from because if we don't ever feel friction we stay stagnant yeah you
1: know i also think there's if someone um If you can't be honest about something someone does that you don't particularly like, Mm -hmm. for this is an example of that. But I don't particularly like when people hug me. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also it's yeah, it's a boundary I have. It's just it's just I'm I'm just not that's not who you are. Yeah, it's just not me. But I in relationships I have, I've most of them I've always been able to communicate that Mm -hmm. that I'm not a big fan and uh, just kind of work. That yeah. out. that's a silly example, but.
0: But yeah, yeah, it's just, it's who you are. It's where you're at with things. And um, yeah, and just letting people know that this, that's not, I don't feel acceptable. I don't, that's not acceptable for me in this space. And when you're in a safe relationship, they're going to honor that. They're not going to be like, oh, but come on, Taylor, you need my hug. And there are people who will do that, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, oh, no, you don't mean that. You need me to hug you. Well, that might be something for us to think about, right? So if somebody does that. So, being able to have that space, so acceptance of who they are, being able to be honest with one another, and that, and not, um, not avoiding confrontation, are all things that kind of tie us back to the idea of trust in a safe relationship. Yeah. So, this has been a really good conversation today, as we've kind of talked about um, safe people. We've really today we've kind of dug into those first ideas of what does it mean to be a safe person. What does it mean to be in a safe relationship? And we've given hopefully our audience some things to listen or to think about today, as we've really tackled uh, quite a bit of quite a bit of bandwidth. Um, next time, we're going to really kind of dig into the idea of what is an unsafe person and what does that look like. Um, this topic may have left you wanting to know more about safe people. If you're listening in, and if so, we ask that you just share this episode with others. And join us next time of part two of what is a safe person. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've missed any of the previous podcasts, make sure to check them out. In the meantime, if you'd like to learn more about us, go to our website, peacerestored.net. And don't forget to check out our show notes where you will be able to find links and additional content and some videos as well. We're working on an exciting project, if you've been listening to our podcast, um, of of our classes on demand, which will be released in the next few months. Um, This will be an option for you to be able to do a deeper dive into um, what we've been talking about to help you um, learn more about your healing journey, all in the comfort of your own from your home. Um, So make sure to be watching for that announcement of the release date. As we wrap up our discussion today, make sure to stay tuned as we'll continue to share with you practical ways where you too can seek healing and find hope. Join us on our next podcast, where we will continue to discuss mental health and faith. So come back next time for transformation, growth, and power. This is Peace Restored.